From Incredible Superpowers. Ha, now, we've been through this intro in episode one. But before we get into episode two, I do want to just take a moment to reassure listeners that I introduced the podcast in episode one, talking about mutants, having superpowers. And like in popular culture, mutants are often portrayed as superheroes or beings with extraordinary abilities that set them apart from the rest of humanity. And it's in this context, I use the term mutant to describe individuals who possess unique and awesome traits. So it's not intended to be offensive to anyone at all. I wear the badge of mutant with pride and my hope is that you will too. So welcome to episode two of the Mutation Station, where we're going to take a deep dive into syndactyly, a condition where two or more fingers or toes are fused together, either partially or completely, otherwise known as webbed fingers or toes. And the reason I chose syndactyly as my next topic, because if you listen to episode one, I reference Mila Kunis, who has heterochromia, and she's married to Ashton Kutcher, who has webbed toes. He confirmed this rumor live on air on the Jonathan Ross show, where he proudly bared his feet to show off his webbed toes. You can actually look that episode up on YouTube. I am curious, though. They have two children. I'd love to know if either of their children also inherited one or both of their genetic mutations, because that would be cool. And in fact, someone who does have both heterochromia and syndactyly is Kate Bosworth, the actress. And she has sexual heterochromia, where both of her thumbs have really high webbing. And if you look at recent photos of her engagement, you can see her engagement ring sits high near the knuckle due to some webbing between her ring and middle fingers. And this is actually an issue for my friend Meg, who has slight syndactyly with some high webbing between her ring and pinky finger. Um, It doesn't affect her other than like the annoyance that she can't wear rings properly due to the high webbing. So, hey Meg. Now some facts about syndactyly. What do we know? It is a congenital mutation, meaning it's present at birth and it occurs in about one in every 2,000 births. So it's quite common. Syndactyly can affect both hands or both feet, bilateral, or just one, unilateral. It can also vary in severity, ranging from a simple webbing of skin between the fingers or toes to complete fusion of the digits. Syndactyly can be isolated, meaning it occurs on its own, or it can be associated with other syndromes. In some cases, surgery may be recommended to separate the fingers or toes and improve function and appearance. And while surgery for syndactyly can improve the appearance and function of the affected digits, There's always a risk of complications such as infection, bleeding or nerve damage. And then there's a lot of rehab after surgery as well. So make sure it's the right decision for you. Otherwise, just embrace this unique feature you have because here at the Mutation Station, we think you're pretty cool. Syndactyly is not just limited to fingers and toes either. It can also occur in other body parts such as the ears or the genitals. And it's worth noting that having webbed toes or fingers is a common condition and it's not necessarily a cause for concern or something to be ashamed of. In fact, historically, syndactyly was considered to be a sign of God or a symbol of beauty. In Hindu mythology, the god Ganesha is depicted with four hands, one of which has a partially fused finger, and this is said to represent Ganesha's ability to remove obstacles and create new beginnings. While in Africa and Indigenous American culture, Um, Kids who were born with syndactyly were set on a path to become shamans and healers due to their prophetic visions and healing abilities. While in European folklore, 
People with webbed feet or toes were sometimes associated with witchcraft. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there again. Or the supernatural and were believed to have the ability to walk on water. And I reckon Ian Thorpe can confirm that because that dude walks on water and he has syndactyly. Some historical figures who have syndactyly and it was seen as a sign of God, the boy King Tutankhamun, the pharaoh of ancient Egypt who is famous for the discovery of his well-preserved tomb, he had syndactyly based on x-rays and CT scans of his mummified remains. So that's like fact. Saint John of God, the Spanish patron saint of hospitals and the sick, is believed to have had syndactyly based on depictions of him in religious artwork and literature of the time. So Saint John of God is depicted in religious artworks with the distinguishing feature of having fused fingers and webbing and he proudly shows them off. In paintings and sculptures, um, you'll often see him with his hands raised in prayer with his webbed fingers prominently displayed. And then in other images, St. John is holding a cross or rosaries with fused fingers wrapped around the object. And then there's some depiction of St. John showing him wearing a habit or religious robes with the sleeves rolled up to proudly reveal his fused fingers. And these depictions of St. John with syndactyly are intended to highlight his humility and devotion to God as he said to have dedicated his life to caring for the sick and the poor. So it's wonderful to think that people who had the condition were seen as special and touched by God. Then we have Anne Boleyn, the second wife of King Henry VIII of England, and she's believed to have had syndactyly based on contemporary descriptions of her having a fused finger on one hand, and this became a symbol of beauty and a mark of status. And I really need to find out what happened after she was beheaded and whether it had the same status. Um, So how did syndactyly go from being a sign of godliness and a symbol of beauty to being seen as a flaw in Western culture that requires corrective surgery? Well, we have the Industrial Revolution to thank for that. Because during the Industrial Revolution, there was a shift towards industrialization and urbanization, which led to changes in many aspects of society, including attitudes towards physical differences. There was a growing expectation that people needed to conform to certain standards of physical appearances as factory owners looked for nimble and efficient workers. Syndactyly wouldn't have made a difference to the ability and efficiency to work, but standing in a line looking for work, many factory supervisors and owners would just completely overlook anybody with a physical difference despite their their abilities. And so they were ousted without work and often fell into poverty and were seen as outcasts. Additionally, the Industrial Revolution brought with it a new focus on scientific and medical advances, with increasing expectations that, like any physical anomaly, should be treated or corrected through surgical intervention. At the time, this was highly experimental and likely worsened conditions, further like diminishing people as outcasts. And I am actually putting together a website where I'll post all the links and references to my research, but please do reach out if you have any other information on why syndactyly went from something to be revered to something seen as a flaw, because I am happy to be corrected or amend my information. There are, of course, the contemporary celebrities who have or are rumoured to have syndactyly. I've already mentioned Ashton and Kate, but Megan Fox um, has, is rumoured to also have webbed toes, while Tilda Swinton, the actress, has a mild case of syndactyly with her two outer toes being partially fused together. But we can't go past the great Australian Olympian, Ian Thorpe, the former Australian swimmer and Olympic gold medalist has webbed toes. And Thorpey has spoken openly about this condition, which is a mild form of syndactyly. 
and how it has actually helped him swim faster by providing him with slightly larger feet and a better surface area for propulsion in the water. Thorpey's webbed toes have even been seen as a distinctive trait that helped him stand out as a swimmer. And in fact, his competitors liken his feet to giant flippers. And speaking of giants, another Aussie with giant webbed feet, size 18, is Super Bowl giant Jordan Maylata, who plays for the Philly Eagles. Maylata credits his webbed toes for his propulsion on the field and claims he can also swim faster than most as his feet help him to stay afloat. Now, Thorpey and Maylata's success as athletes is likely due to a combination of factors, including their natural talent, rigorous training regime, mental focus and determination, whatever. But we will say for the sake of this episode that their webbed toes may have been a minor contributing factor to their success. There are also a few literary works that feature characters with syndactyly. Uh, Mermaids, recorded in Cheng Zhai Zaji, a book composed by Lin Kun in the Yuan Dynasty, 1271-1368, are more like humans without any fish-like features other than their webbed hands and feet. And they were portrayed as beautiful females with fairy skin and very long hair. And I love this bit, their tears became pearls. And again, we have the theme of beauty and magic, something to revere, whilst other works um, don't go there. So uh, other works include The Tin Drum by Gunter Grass. The narrator of this novel, Oscar Matsareth, is born with fully developed adult faculty, so a little baby but adult functions, and has a fused hand that only has one functioning finger. The Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nickleby by Charles Dickens. The character of Newman Noggs is described as having a crooked hand, with some versions of the book including etchings of the character with syndactyly. And in these works, the character's physical differences are often used to highlight their social exclusion or their struggle to find acceptance and belonging. It also aligns with that research around the time of the Industrial Revolution as to how physical differences were shunned instead of celebrated. And Dickens was particularly apt in his depiction of characters with physical anomalies. Then there's the movie She's Out of My League, it features webbed toes, where the main character Molly shows her webbed toes to Kirk, who despite this quirk, still considers her too perfect for him. All mutations should be treated this way. And while it's important to approach physical differences with sensitivity and respect, humour can sometimes be a way to diffuse tension and help people feel more comfortable and accepting of their differences. And one humorous story involving syndactyly comes from the famous comedian and actor Drew Carey, in an interview, Kerry once shared a story about his own mild form of syndactyly, which causes his second and third toes to be fused together. According to Kerry, he once went to a podiatrist to get an ingrown toenail treated, and the podiatrist was so fascinated by his fused toes that he asked if he could bring in a group of medical students to observe them. Kerry agreed, and when the group of students arrived, the podiatrist introduced him as the man with the webbed toes, a real-life Donald Duck. He should have gone to a quack. Now, this is Drew Carey, so whether this happened or was part of his stand-up set, we don't know. But humour can be a great way to help people accept differences, and I think this is Drew's light-hearted way of making people comfortable with the thought of his webbed toes. Um, and it, also, if you go on Etsy, there are also many stores who customise gloves for people with syndactyly. Just hop online and search customised gloves, and a heap of shops come up. And if you like those socks that um, individualise the toes, the toe socks, they too can be customised to suit. 
So the syntactally mutations are not negative and they do not necessarily affect a person's quality of life or ability to function in society. In fact, as Ian Thorpe and Jordan Maylata know, it can actually enhance athletic performance. It has historical and cultural significance viewed as a sign of beauty, godliness and healing in various cultures and historical periods. By embracing syndactyly, a person can connect with their cultural or spiritual heritage and find a sense of pride and belonging. Additionally, the pressure to conform to a narrow standard of physical beauty or ability is largely driven by societal expectations and norms rather than any objective measure of worth or value. So I'll say again, we all have our differences physically, mentally, or spiritually. So embrace your mutation and give yourself a high five with however many functioning fingers you have. Your syndactyly is awesome. History tells us so. You are perfectly imperfect and mutant.